Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is your 30-minute break with Jake. This week I have Caleb Thies coming on the podcast to talk a little bit about commodity trading and his opinion on some of the things going on in the world. Just an FYI, this podcast is over 30 minutes, so if you're not interested in that, just listen to it anyways and take the time out of your life to enjoy this podcast. trader for ADM. Okay. Archer Daniels Midland Company. Sure. Um, based down south. Well, they're now in Chicago now, but originally they were in Decatur, Illinois. Okay. Um, basically huge food. I mean, there's so many things. Their portfolio sure. is massive. Mm -hmm. And uh, the main the main thing that we do is we do a lot of procurement. We do, uh, we get grains. We buy grains from farmers. We mm -hmm. sell grain. Um, we sell fertilizer. A lot of like, we're in the food industry. Sure. And so, like, fun fact, bushes bake beans, ADM beans, mm -hmm. stuff like that. We mm -hmm. buy from the farmers, and then we supply. Middleman. Yeah. Okay. So not only do we do that, but we also do exports out wherever it's going to be, sure. wherever we don't have tariffs on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, we'll import and we'll export as well. Um, each division has their own level of risk that they can take on, mm -hmm. how much money they can dish out to um, take that risk on a position and, and and buy and, and sell yeah so we trade and uh my division specializes in fertilizer okay and a lot of people think a lot of people think fertilizer cow shit mm -hmm. it's not cow shit mm -hmm. so <laughs> that's that's what i have here okay so basically so this mm -hmm. this is going to pick up very well on the mic okay but this is a rock obviously yeah right? so there, what we're looking at is three different colors in this rock. Okay. And this rock is from an underground layer. <laughs> the layer. Underground layer. Okay. And they mine it. So basically what we specialize is mined products, mainly okay. mainly all mined products. Some mm -hmm. of it is, is chemically made um, and just made up, which is this right here. Okay. So this right here, what they'll do is they'll send, they'll have a huge shaft that goes down into the earth mm -hmm. and once that shaft goes down in there they have like a big huge driller i think it was anastasia was the movie like a Dis disney movie and they had like a mole and he was like i love to <laughs> dig. dig yeah the digger guy you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. so that like that big thing that he has like yeah, the pointy, yeah, yeah. that's what they do so they go sure. in and they grind up the grind up the earth yep. and then you get big rocks let me see this thing and so on that rock there are three different colors there's a Kay. there's a dark gray a light gray and then like kind of a reddish Orange. Okay. Right? So the it's not too heavy either. I was not, not too heavy. Either. Yeah. Okay. So that, that light gray is just salt. Okay. You could probably grind it up and put on your macaroni and cheese. Yeah, do whatever you want with it. The dark gray is mud. Okay. And then the orange is orange is reddish is called potassium. Okay. And so that is how we get it's called potash. Okay. And so potash is 60 parts nitrate, sorry, 60 parts potassium. And when you are farming, when you have fertilizers, you have an NPK analysis. Okay. And the N is the amount of nitrogen. Mm -hmm. The P is the amount of phosphorus. And the K is the amount of potassium. Don't, okay. don't ask me why the P and the K, but um, that's basically the main, it's like food, water, shelter kind of thing for us. Mm -hmm. That's that's the main ingredients for for planting. Okay. So I'm not an agronomist. I did not go to school for agronomy, obviously. 
but that's that's the basic understanding and then you can get really into it and the analysis is go like super crazy you can throw in some zinc you can throw in calcium like okay. boron all this stuff sure and so this is just one part this is called urea okay and so what urea is is they make that in a plant so um, this is synthetic it essentially yeah because yeah, yeah it it's a bit so urea so where where's the potash is the 0060 60 percent potassium okay Urea is 4600, which is 46% nitrogen. Gotcha. So it, you go into the ground, that that nitrogen brings up a spark okay. in the seed, and just, you know, all of a sudden the seed starts to grow. Mm-hmm. Then you throw in some phosphorus, which is rock, makes it hard and strong and grows thick and heavy. Mm-hmm. Potassium makes it grow out more. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, every, every bit of fertilizer, depending on your soil, some of your you know, nutrient rich in this or nutrient rich in that, you have to tend to what your soil is sure. and you figure out exactly how to fertilize it. Okay. So that's, that's like, that's what I trade. Mm-hmm. And so what we'll do is not my role. Um, but what we'll do is like our division, we're headquartered in Minneapolis. We mm-hmm. have, we have an office down South. Um, and then we have terminals all throughout the country. Sure. And these terminals will hold this product. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll go across the country, Morocco, Russia, um, I mean, a bunch of countries that make certain things. Mm-hmm. Russia takes a lot, a lot of fo- or a lot of phosphate. Okay. So um, what we'll do is we'll basically line up a vessel, and these vessels are kind of like a U.S. Navy cruise ship size. They're mm-hmm. huge, and on these vessels are they're called bins, and in those bins you can hold. 10,000 tons. Okay. And some vessels will be anywhere from 50,000 tons of five bins or a hundred thousand, 10 bins. Mm-hmm. And we will buy from each country a, a vessel mm-hmm. and we'll load it up. So we'll say, okay, you're going to go over to Iran. Okay. And then from there, you're going to sail over to Morocco. And from there, you're going to go up to Russia. And then from there, you're going to go over to Ukraine. So unloading and loading, all loading, all loading. Yeah. Okay. So we don't, we don't really sell fertilizer on the countryside, that's okay. more of the um, producer. Okay. And then we are the wholesaler. Gotcha. So we'll sure. buy from those producers across the world. And then once we get our vessel, mm-hmm. whatever size it is, sometimes we'll go in on a vessel with someone else. Mm-hmm. We will sail that across the sea and we'll go into New Orleans, which is the biggest harbor in America mm-hmm. and or in the States. And once that gets up through New Orleans, it'll unload into what's called a barge. Mm-hmm. And that barge is what you kind of see moving up and down the Mississippi river. Sure. And, uh, there's a bunch of them mm-hmm. and that moves our product because it's so heavy. There's so much of it. You, there's no other way. Yeah. yeah you can't yeah. fly it in. You can't truck. I mean, you can truck it in, but you're not going to truck it all the way from the South all the way up here. Sure. Um, and then from that, we move it along the Mississippi. As we move it along the Mississippi, it'll either discharge in St. Louis, which is a huge, huge terminal for us. Mm-hmm. Um, basically like the biggest city of all of our products that we have going through the, the heart of the country, basically. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it'll either say, okay, here's the barge coming up. We are going to pick it up with basically a claw machine, drop it off into a train, ship it out to the West, mm-hmm. or we will just keep sailing it along, or we'll just take it in, you know, terminal that's in the area. We'll, we'll truck it out to that mm-hmm. and then we'll have product there. Okay. So that's kind of how we get our stuff, and then it goes so forth up and down, up in the Mississippi, all the way up to St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And so all of our terminals kind of lie on the river. Mm-hmm. 
And then from there, that's where I kind of step in. And then I sell that fertilizer. Okay. I'll buy some, whatever we're doing, you know, and we'll go back and forth with people and we'll, we'll sell it to them. Okay. And so that's kind of the, the basic understanding of it. Sure. And then when you really get into the nitty gritty part, um, there's a lot of opportunity and it's called our arbitrage. Sure. Arbitrage is a huge play when it comes to trading and, and trying to make the most money out of a, out of a situation. So you got, hmm, I mean, there's so many different examples you can go. Sure. But say you basically have a product sold out of this terminal going to X customer. Mm-hmm. If you have product up here and it's cheaper to go to them, you're going to pull it out of there. And basically you just made money because it was cheaper going that direction versus this direction. Okay. And then take that and sell it to someone else in the area. Cheaper for you, not necessarily more expensive for them, but mm-hmm. they bought it at the price of whatever the market was that day. And okay. however you procure it later that time when the actual due date comes, sure. that's, that's how you make money. So are you guys purchasing, you just said market. So I'm assuming market price is driving all of the prices across the board regardless of what you're purchasing or are you guys buying enough volume to the point where you can reduce that market price depends okay um i mean there's sometimes i'm not going to say that we move the market but there's sometimes where depending on uh, a terminal say Mm -hmm. a terminal has a capacity of ten thousand tons of urea yeah um if we sell so much of it in one day obviously our price is probably too low sure we'll raise the price we got ten thousand tons of another example of 10,000 tons of storage in this spot. We're now down to 500 tons. Mm-hmm. We don't need to sell those 500 tons. Yeah. We need, we need, we need that length. Sure. Raise the price. If you're going to take it, you're going to take it at a premium. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot about just that certain scenario. There's a lot of different scenarios in, in what we do, mm-hmm. but then there's also a lot, of, a lot of opportunities. Sure. Um, and a lot of it is just getting a feel for the market, um, figuring out, you know, what so-and-so is offering over here. It's a lot of just talking. So, I mean, my day is spent when it's busy. My day is spent standing, pacing, talking (laughs) and writing. Yeah. I got a, I got a huge like notepad. I feel that I fill that thing up every day. Yeah. And it's just all information. Sure. And then we yell at each other around the floor and we just say, all right, you know, this is where this is at over here. Northwest region over here is at this mm-hmm. prices and stuff. So we get a better gauge of what the market's worth out there. Sure. Cause we don't have people all over and every, anything that we can hear, or if we can sell this or we can't sell it, maybe we're too high. If we can mm-hmm. sell it, maybe we're too low. It's all about figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And once you figure it out, all the prices are the same. That's all it is. So do you guys have a deadline um, for like purchasing throughout the day? Like stock market closes at this time, opens uh, at this time, or is it pretty much just open to the books and whoever's selling can sell whenever they want or purchase whenever they want? Yeah. Kay. It's, I mean, when we get in, it's pretty much, we won't, we won't usually buy outside hours unless we're kind of talking to each other back and forth. Sure. We really want to make sure that, you know, overnight stuff happens. Yeah. Whether it's the international or the domestic market stuff, stuff's going to happen. Mm-hmm influence pricing and then boom we want to make sure that we actually capture that if it's going up or going down right so we can um it's just we kind of have to be cautious on it make sure nothing's going on that you know no one's in the office to hear mm-hmm. but no there's no there's no really set time sold okay. stuff over the weekend sold stuff at night okay um those are the best because you, w- you wake up you get into the morning and 
get in the morning, you write up a contract already, and you're the first one on the list. And so yeah. Yeah, that was me last night. Took that <laughs> while I was eating dinner. Suck it. <laughs> Do you, uh, what's your buying power? I mean, like, you just, obviously, you've been working there going on, what, two years? Year and a half? Uh, yeah, year and a half. Um, what did they give you when you first started? I mean, do they let you pretty much, here you go, here's what you got to work with? Uh, you talked about a budget earlier and kind of like a cap. Where are you, where are you at with that? So as far as that, um, I don't want to say it's unlimited, but it's, it's with whatever within reason. Okay. Um, whatever it comes, it makes sense. Yeah. When, I mean, when it comes to buying, usually if I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy because I'm going to sell. Mm-hmm. And if I got a guy inquiring about something, I'll go over here and make sure we have product. We don't have product. I'm going to check on the price. Mm-hmm. Price is good. Boom. I'll buy it and I'll sell it. Okay. Sell it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can get it at. Sure. You can get it cheaper. You can get them down on price. Sell it at the market. Yeah. It's not that we're chewing guys or anything. We're just, we're selling it. You're here to make rate. money too. Everyone's here to make money. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and honestly, this, this year, people did not feel like anyone made money. Why is that? So this, okay, so I don't know if you guys know this, those listening, but Jake is trying, has tried to get me on this podcast for what? A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks? I mean, a we've been, months. we've had scheduled times for a couple of weeks, but it's, I've been pushing you for a month or two. It's like <laughs> mid to end June. And I was like, yeah, I'll hit you up in April. Like end of April, <laughs> we're in, we're in mid to late June right now. And oh, hang on, let me take a drink first. <laughs> Go for it. Horrible, horrible season. So the uh we got a lot of rain this year sure right mississippi a lot of rain this year yeah so your supply chain just crumbled crumbled <laughs> we had we had to come up with so mat uh so much so many different opportunities and ways to move product and it's not like you're moving a couple boxes you guys are moving metric tons a shitload of product Stan- standard tons we're not canada oh my bad <laughs> <laughs> no we'll, we'll, we'll move metric tons to whatever but yeah no yeah i mean it's it's something so like a lot of people don't see like the they just see big trucks like semis on the highway they're like oh it's a semi you know mm-hmm. there is a specific semi called a hopper or they have like they, they have these hoppers mm-hmm. and again i don't i don't truck i don't do any of that but they have Basically, they have like, kind of looks like this, it's sure, like, like a triangle kind of thing inside of their, their truck, sure. And on that, at the end of these triangles, at the, at the very bottom, the storage space that they have, they have like a little like bin opener that, mm-hmm. as soon as they open it up, product flows Dumps out. Dumps it, sure. Yep, and it'll either go down or it'll go onto like an elevator that'll load the product and shoot it up into like a, a storage facility of whatever it looks like. Mm-hmm. And from there, the farmer farmer will take it and do with it what he needs yeah we have had i don't even know how many trucks have to move product hundreds of miles Mm -hmm. because we couldn't use the mississippi so that's not cheap uh, no it added up yeah and that's why people thought that they were getting shipped but they really weren't yeah Um, you're trying to offset that cost yeah so basically how how we work out a season which is spring Mm -hmm. um seasons usually anywhere from beginning of March, end of April. Mm-hmm. That's our that's our river open. That's when the Mississippi opens up. Okay. We don't have um, the Mississippi over the winter months. Even though if the Mississippi actually freezes or doesn't freeze, what happens is down south, north of St. Louis, they'll shut the river down based off of 
cold, freezing conditions. Mm-hmm. Shut down every year sometime in November. You can't get any barges up here. Yeah. So we have to either stockpile over the winter months or we have to train in. I was going to say, what's the option on rail? I know Chicago's a pretty big hub. Well, we don't do anything on Chicago. So you can't get the barges up there. Hmm. So, or up close to Chicago. But basically, St. Louis is our is our heart. Okay. And so once we get barges up to St. Louis, which that'll always stay open, mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as it doesn't flood. Um, <laughs> once we get barges up to St. Louis, we will throw it on train. Mm-hmm. And then we'll ship the trains up here into our terminals that are right on rail. Okay. They'll have the product. And then from there, they basically just hold on and sell it throughout the winter months hmm. or whatever. Okay. So if we don't if you don't procure enough tons um throughout up until river close mm-hmm. and we can't move anything else, we'll we'll have a short position. Loss of sales, right? Sure. So we thought we were good last year, uh coming up to river close and then this year we got a bunch of snow. Mm-hmm. wasn't that much actually but it was a decent amount of snow and as soon as we got that snow sun came out started to melt yeah yeah and we had the river levels rise and then it got higher and higher and higher and then all of a sudden rain comes and <laughs> god just goes <laughs> you guys suck yeah peace yeah <laughs> here is your bomb yeah yeah and we had to deal with the I, th- I believe the latest river opening ever mm-hmm. that to my knowledge. And uh, we, I mean, we got senior level guys. We've never seen it open this late. We're yeah. still not open. Yeah. Are the river up. So basically when I say river open, here's, here's another thing too. So when I say river open, there are locks and dams they're called along the Mississippi. Yep. Mainly because the Mississippi flows down like this. Yep. And so it's basically an elevator for these barges to park in, they close off this this lock, mm-hmm. and then the river goes up, and then they open it up at the very top, and you basically just took an elevator up to the next higher level of the Mississippi. Sure. Yep. So that's if you haven't seen one, they're actually really cool. I've actually been in one. They're pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Crazy huge. Yeah. Massive. You know, so massive. much water flowing through too. Yeah. So the problem is we've we've had such high river levels that it's unsafe to park these barges in here mm-hmm. and transport. Okay so much water and it's been so flooded that we are now was it june 17th and we we still we're still not open yeah and last year we thought it was late it was like i think it was like mid-april mm-hmm. and we still haven't opened up and we are waiting for it to finally open up so we can get our barges up here which they're finally moving now and we can have product so this whole season quote unquote season mm-hmm. um, we have not been able to get anyone their product anyone their fertilizer no one's been able to ship their grain out of here we're just stuck mm-hmm. unless you pay <laughs> sounds, and that's where you that lose your profits so bad unless you pay <laughs> so true though but like we I mean we have no we have no other choice yeah yeah and so basically what we're doing is we got kind of like a formula that we're calculating to say okay mm-hmm. you bought you bought these fertilizer tons when the river opens yeah it's a discount it's cheap we finally got product. We got so much product up here, supply and demand, boom, mm-hmm. cheap price. Well, if the river's not open, it's not going to be cheap. Yeah. So then we take their river open contract price and we'll basically give them a value saying, this is what we can do. This is what we can do for you. Yeah. And then some of them go, you know, tell us to pound sand. Some of us go, all right, fuck, all right, let's go. Yeah. They I need their stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we don't want to do it, but 
we don't have a choice because either we're buying it in mm-hmm. or we are moving on on product that is elsewhere and that's what it costs to get it over to you yeah yeah so everyone i think this year is just really ornery and pissed and feel like they lost money and, and i got some customers that just i like i hope they're gonna be okay <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah. it, it got it got shady for a while sure sure so trying to figure out that um definitely been like the most challenging part this year mm-hmm. but we're almost through it we're almost open up here yeah as long as the rain holds off i mean a little rain here and there is okay but sure i mean any little bit of rain that, that comes down it does not get followed up by sunny weather it's bad news yeah, screwed so with shifting into more current events with this what how much are these tariffs and stuff impacting your business um, and stuff was going on with like the, the economy and whatnot. How is this impacting you guys? Do you see that on a daily day to day basis? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, good or bad. I mean, you can, you can talk about it, but bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not tariffs aren't great. No, but yeah. I mean, they are, they are, they are, and they aren't. Hmm. Um, I think for the most part for not so much my, like my guys with fertilizer, mm-hmm. but we got grain that sits right next to us mm-hmm. and they'll buy and sell grain. That's who got hurt the most. Okay. And farmers know that. Yeah, absolutely. Trump, Trump knows that. Yeah. You know. Um, He's admitted it, yeah. Yeah, and that's why we have bailouts. Right. I think the last bailout was, what, like 20 some 17 billion? It was a lot. It was a lot of money. <laughs> and so basically, these farmers who, again, I'm not on the green side, but yeah. basically these farmers who used to export out at a, an X price, whatever it was, mm-hmm. of whatever they were, at, they were actually, you know, growing. Mm-hmm. Trump basically said, "China, you can't, you can't, you can't do this without a tariff. Right? You can't buy from us anymore without a tariff." Right. Yep. And that said, "All right, well, cool. We'll just we'll go elsewhere." So China goes to a different country, but China's the I think it's the biggest soybean buyer mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And we export a lot of soybeans, mm-hmm. but now that they don't want to go through us we're not exporting a lot of savings no <laughs> and so the price goes down because we have stocks of it yeah so they're going elsewhere with i think it's brazil is their their main source now okay and um basically just it's hurting the farmers a bunch yeah and so you get you you throw the tariffs you throw the floods i mean you throw just like the worth of their overall commodity whatever mm-hmm. it is that they actually grow farmers are hurting yeah but i don't want to speak for the farmers because i'm not a farmer you do have a farmer's tan though <laughs> no i don't <laughs> <laughs> put that on the record <laughs> on my legs i might but that's because I, I wear clothes oh okay yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> that's where i get it from okay <laughs> but I, I think for the most part um farmers don't like this but thinks most of them understand mm-hmm. um it's just like i think when we kind of got trump elected a lot of his thing was a lot of his sayings were we're going to bring jobs back to america yeah right mm-hmm. huge 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 we want <laughs> we want the biggest jobs ever yeah ever. it's gonna be great it's gonna be great it's gonna be huge you can't do that without paying more for what you buy mm-hmm. domestically you cannot do that yeah and you know why? It's because China literally just makes everything in the whole fucking world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. They'll copy what we have and they'll just, pre- just mass produce it. Mass produce. They have a bunch of 
bunch of replicas and stocks of everything. Yeah. They got they got a lot of supply. You get a lot of supply. You have a decent amount of demand. Yeah. As long as you have a, a, a enough supply, mm. you're going to have a cheap price. Oh, yeah. And they have their hands in everything. That government has their hands in every company that runs through that country. Yeah. It's wild. So, That's why it's so cheap to start a company there. Yeah. Well, maybe not anymore. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that that is probably... I mean, it's a big thing that's affected us, whether you're in agriculture or consumer goods or yep. whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll, we'll all see it. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, even with these tariffs, okay, I, I, I'll I admit I never looked into it, but there is whatever $700 more a year that the American household will pay extra yeah. be, because of the tariffs. Right. Really not that much. It's actually minuscule compared to the taxes they're looking to raise. So where's that? That's true. Wait, wait, <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's just call it seven hundred. I think it was like seven hundred eighty bucks. That's sixty-five dollars extra a month. You can't sacrifice sixty-five extra dollars a month to make your shit in America. I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna get super political here, but when you get like unemployment at its lowest, which okay, you can you can blame whoever, or you can. You can whatever whoever did it, it doesn't yeah. matter. The fact is that the unemployment is the lowest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Because of that, that means we're we're getting jobs here. Yeah, that's good. We're gonna be a little more expensive at first. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna go down. Right. If people just continue work. to work. Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't want to work, it doesn't not, it, someone's it, gotta work more to make up for that. Yes. It doesn't wait it's not that hard, man. We're gonna have a we're gonna have prices go up and everything, but Mm-hmm. It'll eventually slow down once we keep working on everything and we start building up our own domestic products mm-hmm. that we can sell because we have a lot of it. It'll be a cheaper price. True. So, I mean, tariffs, depending on which avenue you're taking, good, bad. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, it's pretty much just a threat at this point. And we'll see where it goes. I did like the tariffs on, on Mexico that lasted long. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That was <laughs> something else. <laughs> Dude, my avocados are super expensive. No, they weren't. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. The most the most avocados got at Target was a dollar forty nine. That's pricey though for an avocado, dude. Good all do you get it for seventy nine cents? Fuck. Good all later afterwards. Aldi. <laughs> dude, I get avocados every day. Yeah, they do. I love avocados. Avoc- avocados are delicious. I could literally go on a tangent, thirty minute tangent on just avocados on why they're great. And everything possible. Give me two. Two reasons. My lunches. Easy. Easy. Rice, boom, or something else, you Easy. know, some some kind of grain. Yeah, get your whole hearty, you know, fiber. Yeah, you throw in an avocado that you mash up a little salt and pepper. Mm. Right into that, mix it up. Mm. Salsa. Mm. Oh, dude, avocados go far, man. Yeah, those will do. It's a game changer in everything. You put them on eggs. You, I'll put that shit on a burger. Oh my gosh, just like toast. Avocados and toast, man. Millennials yeah. love that shit. I was gonna say I got called a millennial the other day because I was <laughs> eating avocado. I'm like, come on. It's an avocado. It's a it's an avocado. True. What's a big What's a big deal about it? But no, that that whole thing with Mexico. That one, I feel like it was a weekend that it was. That's all it took, mm-hmm. or something like that. And then it just it was gone. I was like, yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll help you out here. Cool. All right. I was done. Yeah. It's just China that we're trying to figure out now. Yeah, that's going to be a bigger beast to go after. They are huge. Mm-hmm. They are. But we think, are too. Yeah, that's true. I think yeah. we'll figure it out at some point here in the next. I think by fall. 
we'll definitely have an answer if not sooner yeah it was risky for him to do that before the 2020 election going into politics a little more but like he's risky it's Trump man he does whatever the fuck he wants he's got balls yeah he does he's got huge balls I'll give him that sometimes like his mouth will will go off a bunch you know I think we can all like whether you're a Democrat or Republican oh for sure yeah you know he fires things off he probably shouldn't he shouldn't as a president I get it yeah but he's he's ballsy yeah and it's kind of what you need in a leader you know yeah. to to an extent his his tweeting and shit's kind of a little childish in my opinion whatever do whatever you want but i don't have a twat i don't even see it i don't either but you you hear about it and obviously cnn and everyone else covers it nonstop. so there's that aspect of it um but yeah i'll, I'll give him the credit he's he's shifted some shit up and it's yeah. uh it's been crazy we've never had that before i'm okay with it even if it's gonna you know cost money they Right now, do it. Yeah. Because what we've been doing is just getting. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> no one saw that gesture. <laughs> I did, though. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's all good. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I think, especially when it comes to dealing with trading partners, you need, yeah. you need a leader, that, someone that's going to shake that shit up. Yeah, yeah. And someone that actually, someone that takes that into account, too. Yeah. So, that's good. Um, I mean, like, are you still, like, trading in the stock market and whatnot, too? Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? Awesome. I mean, yeah. Are you like, what? Okay. For you that has experience in the stock market, what could you push on to someone else that's getting into it? Um, what do you recommend? Watching the news, watching trends, watching different companies and the moves they're going to make. Like, what do you got? Take all of your money and throw it in the, in the penny stock. Penny stocks? <laughs> Wolf of no. Wall Street over here. Jeez, Hell dude. Hell no. Don't do that. I lost so much money when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, that sucked. Um, do not do that. Uh, blue chips. Blue chips are the nicest. Explain the that. Good side. So, like, you see Mobile Wall Street. Mm-hmm. My favorite movie. It's a good I movie. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's dealing with, um, there's one scene in there where where he refers to these um, females. I'm not going to say they're hookers, but they were, they were hookers. Sure, yeah. And he's referring to them as penny stocks, penny stocks and blue chips. Okay. And the blue chips are the really nice ones. The penny mm-hmm. stocks are the... Ugh, you know, sure, sure. As he puts it, you need a penicillin shot after. They're bad. Mm-hmm. Penny stocks are so volatile because they're penny stocks. People can unload money on it and it'll just jump. Sure. But you can't forecast anything when it comes to a penny stock. Mm-hmm. Play around with it. Throw in 50 bucks mm-hmm. and just see how it trades. Okay. And if you can do that and understand how much you can make or how much you can lose, mm-hmm. then you can put a little bit more here, more there, whatever it is. Sure. I'll say the two two main things that I've noticed that really helped me grow mm-hmm. is you don't focus on what your portfolio is worth. Okay. You focus on the percentages that you make. Okay. Example, throw 10 bucks in. Mm-hmm. You make 10%. What's that? $1. Cheap, right? <laughs> yeah. You go, only 10%. Per- oh, pff, that sucks. That's balling, dude. You throw in a thousand dollars a hundred bucks yeah wow wow yeah okay it's all it's all about the percentage that you take home okay it's also about how much you lose in a percentage sure um and that's what you really want to start to focus on instead of looking at dollar figures look at the percentages okay look at what the stock is going to fluctuate at daily you know monthly yearly whatever it is Mm -hmm. and then read that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, you got to be pretty current with it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I get in the morning. Not even just not even just work related emails, but market emails, work, random shoe emails. I will wake up. Let's go. Let's let's do this right right now. I will wake up and I think I'll have anywhere from 30 ish, probably 30 emails okay. by six o'clock in the morning. And that is all based off of either someone who needs me markets, weather trends, everything that I need to look at. Mm-hmm. So right here starts at three thirty-seven AM. I start getting emails. Okay. Then we get into four Oh nine. 431, 435, 449, 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 526, 527, 6. And I wake up. And that is the biggest thing in figuring out what you should do that day. Okay. If you want to do it in a day. Sure. I, I used to do like day trading and it was really fun. You get, didn't you get nailed on taxes too? Is it 25% tax on day trading and over under a year or whatever. So like capital gains, you capital gains. It's really not that much okay. because as long as you're, as long as if you take out and you are actually like making your money, mm-hmm. save the money you make or just don't lose it. Sure. You'll never have a problem with paying taxes. Yeah. It's really not that much. Yeah. I think it depends on your, your, your income. Okay. Um, of what you get taxed and, and yeah, how much you, how, how long you leave it in for yada, 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 whatever. Yeah. 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 But realistically, if you never sell for a loss, you'll always be able to pay your capital gains. Okay. You'll be okay. Okay. Doesn't matter if you day trade, doesn't matter if you hold long term or over or under a year. Um, but I mean, realistically you got a 401k. Mm-hmm. Of course. Everyone has a stock plan. Yeah. Everyone has their money in stocks and shit. Mm-hmm. You're going to take it out at some point. You're going to pay those capital gains. You're going to pay taxes. Taxes right. you just can't get away from. Yeah. But we're also at, you know, mid 25s. We're not, we're not dishing out $50,000 in the stock market and then taking away a profit of 10. Right. You know, it's not like, oh my God, I had to pay 6,000 bucks. Uh, no. Yeah. We're not going to see that. You're going to throw around what you can afford to throw around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think the the best quote that I ever heard actually was only put in the stock market what you can afford to lose. That makes sense. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, if you got if you got ten bucks to your name, throw in a dollar. Throw in a dollar. You okay penny stocks, man. Penny stocks. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You can make a bunch of money on penny stocks if you just play your cards right. Yeah. If you don't get greedy. Mm-hmm. I got greedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay it paid off yeah <laughs> that's I. <laughs> but it's i mean it's fun though and like you, yeah. you you get introduced into this whole entire world and it's um, different yeah it's different man i don't know who you had on like for the crypto oh yeah i uh that was a cool podcast i had a guy i work with the name is sam um mined bitcoin and he started in 2011 where it started to kind of spread you know uh word of mouth and all that stuff big computer guy went into it um, he was showing me his gains on it. And I was just like, holy shit, dude. He's like, yeah, you pay off college in four days. It's like, cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's pretty nuts. And, um, yeah, just like crypto, whatever it is. I'm not, I'm no genius. Like, fuck, I don't half the stuff he was telling me was just, I was just trying to like suck in, you know, I could barely understand half of it. Um, but it's, it's just a crazy world. The ways 
if you want to hustle and you like to hustle, I'm not saying like go deal drugs or some shit like that, but I'm saying like stock markets, for example, anyone can do it. You know, Robinhood's an app. Anyone can just jump on and do it. Yeah. Um, do it. I mean, like you said, if you, if you can afford to lose it, just play around with it yeah. and just, if anything, just hold it and let it sit in there. And if, if you see a jump up, sell it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting from it. And, uh, there's so many opportunities nowadays and yeah. it's such a good time to actually try and make something of yourself, you know? Yeah. Cause I hate to say it, but a lot of millennials just aren't trying to do it, man. No, there's, there's a lot of room for people to jump in and grab it. Well, the thing is, is so like, marketwatch.com is like the best website that I've found a lot of it's biased sometimes but it is one of the best sites I've found for everything finance sure they have market information they have retirement they have uh, you know, it's mainly run the market but mm-hmm. the coolest sections in there is your personal finance mm-hmm. and retirement yeah and like the craziest and most sad thing that I that I keep reading on is millennials aren't saving any money. No, they're spending it, man. They're spending yeah. it faster than they make it. And you know why? Let's hear it. You're gonna laugh, right, dude? It's the worst thing. <laughs> it's avocado toast. Fuck, I wish that be la- <laughs> that wouldn't be as bad. No. So they're saying, oh God, I'm like embarrassed to even say this because I'm a millennial. We're both millennials. Okay, but, but we're not though. Let's be real. Sure. If you consider like what a millennial is in, the, in a negative way, which yeah. usually when you get referred to as a millennial, it's a negative thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't think we are. I think millennial, you boo both. We don't need to go into it. But they are saying that millennials aren't saving and aren't putting any money into their 401k simply because they don't think the earth, the earth, like the whole entire earth is going to make it, is going to make it by the time they retire. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that theory. Um, <laughs> fucked <laughs> dude it's like the whole dot-com bubble like burst yeah, crash thing yeah, that everyone's yeah. like freaking out 99 2000 yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh we're all gonna die well because a couple of numbers yeah dude it's nuts and once they get to the age of retirement they're gonna have no money and they're they're probably gonna start out with like 35 and they'll be behind 100 grand by that point um yeah have fun with that it, it's, you know that, it's th- really shitty do you know that scene in uh taken where he's on the phone he's like I have a special set of skills. Yeah. He's like, I'll find you and kill you, whatever. And the guy's response, Murr's response. Good luck. Yeah. You know what I have to say to those millennials? Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were taken, dude. It's not. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was pretty Small, good. small, small part. Yeah. It's just, okay. just over the phone. Just phone stuff. Nice. It's all, it's all it was. Just phone stuff. Okay. It's all about the phone stuff. But seriously though, like, can you imagine a world where you don't have money saved up and you've got a family? It's scary. It's scary for I'm I'm 24 right now and it's scary to for me to think if I didn't have a savings account, what the hell would I do? You know, yeah. you have nothing to you have nothing to rely on. Um, something were to happen, what are you gonna do? Take out a credit card? You gotta pay that thing back. What are you 70, gonna do? Seventy percent of people nowadays not rely just on credit cards. No, no, seventy no. percent of people can't pay or can't afford a four hundred dollar unexpected four hundred dollar expense. That's nuts. What? Yeah, that's crazy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Why? Because they're not saving. Because you're dishing out money on stupid shit. But where's that money going? Not in investments. EDM concerts, dude. <laughs> it's the Illuminati. Don't get me fucking started on that <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's all about them concerts. I like concerts, but blowing... I'm sorry if you guys do this, but blowing $400 oh, on, like on a fucking concert. Yeah, festival. Shit. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, maybe I shouldn't speak because I've gone to like Country Fest. That's like what, 100 bucks for three days? 
A lot of people, know, dude. Actually. A lot of these people, like, what are the like the electric force and shit like that? Like, it, yeah, it looks cool. Like five hundred dollars. Yeah. And then you gotta get there. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. You know how much money that is? It's a lot of money, and a lot of these guys don't like have great jobs, and it's like, holy shit, man. Yeah, that's where all the money's going. I hate that. I hate that yeah. so much, but I love it at the same time because you know what? It's a does? new. It's a new culture. It's a new world. It creates opportunity for people who want to take advantage of that. True. It's you all about be, that hustle. You want to be broke mm-hmm. and spend your money? Do it. Take yeah. in life for all, all the experiences. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. There will be people who will take advantage of you, whether oh, it's insurance 100%. or whatever. You can't cover a bill. Oh, I'll get you. But let me let me give you an interest rate of 25%. Yeah, go to Quicken <laughs> Loans, dude. You want to you wanna talk about people bitching about <laughs> their taxes getting taken out? Yeah. Talk about your highest interest rates that you have on a loan. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Because you have no fucking money. Credit. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Do yeah. Do something with your life. I mean, it's okay. Sad, dude. My parents, love my parents' stuff. Mm-hmm. They tried to teach me when it comes to saving and stuff. Yeah. Not until I got into my job. You didn't listen. Oh, I didn't listen at all. I didn't either. I don't know why. I know. It's because when we're at, when we were at that age, what do you want to do? You want to live fast and not give a shit about the future. Yeah. And you want to do whatever the hell comes up. Like, oh, you want to go buy this? Yeah, I'll, I'll push some pennies. I'll donate some bio life. It's just shit like that, man. Go into the back session of Family Video and Blockbuster. Yeah, true. <laughs> Rip to black back section. <laughs> Rip. I think, honestly, you know, you get. <sighs> do you read? Uh, I would like to. I'd like to get into it. I've, I've read. Yeah. And I'm not like an active reader. No. I'm not either. I would never, never call myself that now. I fall asleep way too easily. Oh, yeah. But I will say the one book that caught my attention is The Compound Effect. Okay. It is the coolest book. Look it up. Yeah, Amazon, yeah. Kindle, do your, do your thing, you know? Sure. And it's all about how the compound effect works. Yeah. You start this one day and you continue it, you will see results. Yeah. You got to be patient. Sure. But you'll see results. It's much better to say over the course of a year, look how far I've come than look how far I didn't come. Right. And that book... It's not like a preach or like a self-help book or anything. It's literally just a a general smarts book mm-hmm. that people need to understand but don't. Yeah. And once you do, it's like with Jake, okay? One of our buddies, Jake, mm. he wanted... <laughs> <laughs> okay, just because he has red hair doesn't mean that we, we can laugh <laughs> at him anymore. Um, love you, Jake. Yeah, he right. he reached out to me and he was just like, man, I, don't, I feel sad. I feel down. I feel like just my life's not going anywhere. I'm like, all right, let's let's figure out where you're at right now. Well, mm-hmm. I'm here. Where you want to be at? Well, I want to be here. I want to be happy. Yeah. I gave him the book to read. Mm-hmm. I started reading it. Totally different guy. And it's not just that I'm preaching. He's got a mustache now too, I think. Really? Yeah, maybe that changed. Oh, shit. Mustache, mustaches change <laughs> people, dude. Yeah, they really do. But I don't know if it was the book mm-hmm. or I don't know if it was just like. It a little him. bump. Yeah. Something something in him sparked, and mm-hmm. I just kept telling him, you don't have to change overnight because you're not. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it's not it going to happen quick. Whatever it is in your life, you're mm-hmm. not going to change it overnight. Yeah. It is a compound that needs to take place, and in order for that to happen, you need to start here. Oh, for sure. Look to where you want to go, but know that you aren't going to get there anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Weight loss, you know, yeah. unless you've got lipo or whatever, or like the scissors. <laughs> you're not going to do, not for risk, by the way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't condone any of that. But you're not going to get anything overnight. No. No. And it, it takes time. Yeah. And that goes back to millennials, they don't realize that. 
I didn't realize that. And I started working. I'm like, holy shit. It actually takes time to, first of all, you know, build a savings account, um, incur expenses, build credit, um, build a life. It's hard. And, um, like, I've been fortunate. I've been lucky. And it's, uh, it, 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 everything takes time, especially when, when you have a goal and you want to set forth whatever it may be. Like, when you, when we first started the podcast, you told me about the job. That was a goal. You're there now. Now, what's your, what's your next yeah. step? Are you going to go for promotions? Are you going to go to try Management. and just, just kill the ladder on that thing or what? Fuck yeah. Good. And, and you know, that's you a know, great goal. You know why? It's because I work. <laughs> no one fucking works. True. Our age. Yeah, not many people do. Very, very hard generalization. Go to school for something that matters. I hate to say it, but shit, it goes far. Yeah. It goes far. Unless, okay. Okay, you can go to school or you can you can drop out or you can never even go to school. Do whatever you want. It's all about you. Yeah. Okay. Look at Jordan. Go yeah. to school, drop. Yeah. Jordan's killing it. Yeah, he's not doing bad. I think he's got a great life. He seems happy. Yeah. Got a great girlfriend. And the thing is, you don't need you really don't need school. The yeah. only time you need school is depending on what you're gonna get into. Right. You might need it. It's a good foot. It's a good foot in the door. You're not gonna become a lawyer or a doctor without any school. True. It's it's a good uh it's a good path and a good um guide stepping yeah 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 guide it's good I never would have got my job if I didn't go to school yeah I never a lot of people like to see that if I didn't go to that internship exactly it's the path you went down you need to put yourself out there mm-hmm. in an uncomfortable position yes and you need to literally try yes and not give up yes people give up way too easily nowadays. have patience yeah have patience people fuck patience. it'll come around. Patience and just a drive. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. Just fucking do something with your life and just watch your life change. Yeah. Whatever it is. Doesn't matter. It could be super, you know, corny and shit like talking to yourself in the mirror in the morning and be like, you, you rock. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You might laugh at yourself, but hey, at least you're laughing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? True that. You're, you're not having, down. You're having fun. Something. Yeah. But if you don't do that and you just wake up and you're like, God, I fucking hate my life. Yeah. I got to go to work again. Son of a bitch. Dude, I'm going to tell you straight up. If you or anyone out there hates their job, find something move. else. Do yeah. something else. Don't wait till it's too late. Seriously, you get hit by a bus tomorrow. What are you going to say to yourself? Well, I worked a job that I really hated for seven years and I uh, didn't get anywhere. Wow. All right. Well, I'm just going <laughs> to send you to hell because I really don't want you up here because you sound like a bore. Yeah. You hate your job. Do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't and no one else actually is there for you, management wise or upper level whatever it is mm-hmm. leave yeah yes those people are literally soul, back. soul suckers yeah. yeah 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 it's uh you can do whatever the hell you want nowadays you really can yeah if you want to start a podcast make money off podcasting do that what's your dream my dream yeah oh shit i would l- at some point i would like to not have to work for somebody i would like to be my own boss whether that be, I like consulting. I'd like to get into consulting, maybe start my own firm. Um, I originally was going to go to law school outside of college. Uh, and I saw my student debt um, and just kind of rethink everything um, and realized that it, it's not feasible at the point where my debt to income ratio just wasn't working. Um, and I didn't want to stack that on for myself. And, um, well, now I'm getting married, so I didn't want to stack it on for her too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's something that'll come into play. Yeah. But um, I think over time, I just, I don't want to work for somebody. Yeah. You know? I, I, I don't like being told like what to do. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. But I want to be able to be a leader for more people um, in my own setting. Yeah. 
So I think like, you know, a lot of people want to do that. They just don't know how to do it. It's hard. But you just need, like you said earlier, you need drive and you need ambition and you need someone to just tell you that it'll be all right. You need money too. You need money. It takes money to make money. Yeah. yeah. But that's where saving comes. True that. Start saving money. Not mom and dad because you're just going to blow through that shit. True. And if you don't, <laughs> okay, if you don't, you actually use that power to you. Yeah. But pay your mom's back. Yeah. She's Give done her a lot. She's done a lot. Yeah. If your parents are nice enough to loan you out some money because they believe in you, mm-hmm. dude, that's what Bezos' parents did. Yeah. Look at him. And look where he's at now. Fuck. That divorce, though, just freaking didn't believe that. Oh, 40 bill. Can you believe she fucking donated, like, what? It was a huge percentage of what she had. Really? It's like charity. Good for it's her. Like, that's the coolest thing. Hmm. You know why? Because she doesn't give a shit. It wasn't hers at the first in the first place. Bezos yeah. built that entire thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. She was there with him the whole time. I get right. that. People are going to chirp and bark all they want. Whatever. Right. He fucking built that. She was there with him the whole time. Mm-hmm. Maybe she had ideas and stuff. But at the end of the night, she was one that was coming into the office super late. Right. And he was sitting there sleeping, yeah. working his ass off because he had drive. Right. She probably supported him the whole way. Sure. Had some really great ideas and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Worked with him and stuff. Yeah. The fact that she gave that money back, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. People need to do that more often. Yeah. Yeah. They get greedy as fuck. They do. Especially when you have that kind of money. They spend their stupid fucking money on Supreme Lambos. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Seriously? You're going to slap a Supreme sticker on a fucking Lambo? There's a Lamborghini that drives around this apartment complex. It's like a lime green one, like a 2011. It's it's a newer model Lamborghini, so I think it's probably going for, what, like $250,000, $400,000? Um, 2011? Yeah. You can get Lambos pretty cheap. Six figures. It's it's. Ow. What? You can get Lambos for like 80. I mean, you need to look in the eBay it. Anyways, whatever, kidding. whatever. It's a fucking nice Lambo. Yeah. It's got his hashtag and his ad on the side. And it's like, dude, what are you nice. doing, man? Why? Being a douche. Why? Because <laughs> he can't afford it, so he needs an ad sponsor. Holy <laughs> shit. Dude, there are going to be people out there who are just going to be flexors all their life. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever you call it, flexors or yeah. where they just, all they want to do is just flaunt their money. Yeah. You know what's really cool? Not flaunting anything. Yeah. And having it. Yeah. I was that exact same thing. I didn't have money and I would flaunt it. Mm-hmm. I'd flaunt whatever I did have. Actually, not really. Now that I think of that, I really didn't like flaunt anything. I never went out and bought stuff and been like, hey, check this super sweet, expensive item out that I have. Yeah. But I got cocky. Yeah. When, yeah. I, when I started making money, I got cocky. And oh, for sure. That's when I was like, whoa, Caleb, take a step back. Yeah. This isn't you. Like, humble. Be humble. Yeah. Just yeah. like breathe it out, breathe it out. Yeah. And then you start working on it and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I don't need to tell people that or I don't need to do that or whatever it is. End of the day, it doesn't matter. You let yeah. people talk and you just listen. Yeah. And, and it's living comfortably is probably the best thing that you could do. Um, like we said earlier, having a savings account, not living paycheck to paycheck, being able to put money away, have fun on the weekends, do it, do what you want. That's probably the best thing that you could have. Yeah. No worries. When money's not like a huge issue, sure, you got expenses and you got whatnot. But to the point where you don't have to be like, shit, I don't think we can afford this. Um, and just be like, yeah, let's go do that. Let's go have fun. That's better than, in my opinion, like blowing your whole savings account on going to a concert, you know, <laughs> just for the experience. And then coming back and be like, shit, I got to work for an extra 20 hours this week. Dude, <laughs> dedicate six months where you don't do anything yeah. just save every penny you have yeah eat live yeah 
in a sheltered environment. But save your money for six months and watch the weight get lifted off your shoulders. Oh my gosh. It's night and day. Gone. It is night and day. And then you have that money banked, stocked, Mm -hmm. right there, always. Yeah. And you will you get access to it Mm -hmm. at whatever time you want. If you if you're short one one month or whatever, you you end up having a four hundred dollar bill that's unexpected, you can pay for it. Yeah. And you can be like the the 30% that can, mm-hmm. not the 70% that can't. Yeah. Be the 30%. It's a wise tip by this podcast. <sighs> I feel like we're getting inspirational now. What do you, what do you got? What do you, uh, you got anything for me here? We're running. What are we at? Oh my God. We broke an hour. Dude, I could break another five. It's easy. Dude. I love talking. It's so easy. I love talking money, um, life, inspiration, like stuff like that. That's what really yeah. gets me going. And that dude, that's what that's what honestly this world needs a lot more of mm-hmm. because right now we are zombied out yeah we for are, sure we're walking around and we are just sitting there like i fucking hate my life yeah i hate that person over there i want to be that person yeah, over there. i want to be that person lust yeah. dude yeah, it's nuts it's a lust world dude that we live in what's your okay i've been we'll, we'll just touch on this and then we'll probably segment out of here but what is What's your opinion on social media? The last two podcasts I've done, um, I've kind of given my two cents on it, and I want to hear from you. Get rid of it. Okay. I got Instagram. Yeah. And the email. That's it. Yeah? You going to ditch Instagram ever? No. Mainly because I love photos. Okay. I like like a lot of different stuff on Instagram, and you know what's crazy is... That whole follower to following ratio that everyone's always for, like freaking out about. Mm-hmm. Fucking cares. Yeah. I follow so many accounts that are like, you got like architectural design, you mm-hmm. got money management, you got your friends, mm-hmm. you got funny memes. Like, oh, for sure. Dude, I follow so many that I don't even know what my follower to <laughs> following ratio doesn't matter. Don't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter at all. People worry about that. And then, then that comes down to who you think you are, who you want to be, and who you're looking at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that, that social media does not influence you because if if that does, Mm -hmm. you are not there. You have to be there and you, like you as a person Mm -hmm. need to be in charge of yourself. For sure. If you're letting social media do that bad Facebook, dude, I deleted my Facebook. I don't know, like a year ago now Yeah, or something like less than a year ago. Never look back. Never look back. Not once. I'm like, I should, I should redownload that Snapchat gone. Yeah. Snapchat fucking sucks. You done with Snapchat? Yeah, dude, you know the like the news, quote unquote news on there, mm. Vox and fucking oh, it's awful. Buzzfeed and it's shit. Awful. Are you kidding me? I hate it. Is that is that considered news? People do. People look at that stuff. It's or still there. Gossip. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So get rid of that shit. Anything that's going to influence you in whatever way that you you don't need to, or that you don't actually make the the, the call on, mm-hmm. get that fucking shit out of your face. Yeah, you don't yeah. need that. Yeah, Instagram doesn't do that. I just look at pictures and videos and, and it's an easy out. scroll. You can do a good, you can do, you know, five minutes here and there. It's just like, shit, okay, just burn a couple minutes. And Set that's a it. timer. I do have a timer. I have a 20 minute timer on my phone. I've, I haven't hit that in that's weeks. Good. It's just like, you know, when I'm at work and I'm bored and I have like 10 minutes to kill. Yeah. yeah I'll just scroll for a couple minutes. I'm like, all right, I don't care anymore. Dude, that's good. The average person yeah. a day scrolls like half a quarter. Probably an hour and a half. No, no, no. I'm talking about like distance. Oh, oh, I've never thought of that. They scroll like three miles. Shut the hell up! I'm not kidding. Wow! I believe if it's you're like scale it to on, a walk, yeah, essentially. Because I mean, as you scroll, you can scroll pretty fast, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, you can just start clipping. 
but like maybe it's not the average person, but there was some some reading on like this guy that was. I believe like, it. I hundred percent believe it. Adventure photographer, and he go, he goes just get outside because right now people are scrolling this much. Yeah, it's like three miles. Yeah, dude, if you're just zoned in and you're like the finger scroll of death. Yeah. Reevaluate. Yeah. And get like a neck massager because you're just fucking <laughs> your life up. Yeah. Get off of social media. It's talk not to worth people it, like face to face. You know. Yeah. yeah. Do a make, podcast. Make someone. Yeah. Make someone uncomfortable in an elevator that's mm-hmm. sitting on the phone. And be like, hey, how's your day? And yeah. What? Yeah, no one knows that. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> just yeah. a normal person in an elevator trying mm-hmm. to talk to another person. I think that's normal. Yeah. What's wrong with that? We're losing that. And if we if we lose yeah. that, well, we're, we're fucked even more. Yeah. It's sad, but it is what it is, man. Eat avocados. Oh. Get off social media. Invest your money and make sure that you... Save that money. Yeah, make sure you save your money. Yeah. You don't want to be that kid. No, don't be that kid. And if you're buying festival tickets, man, just be able to afford it. Yeah. <laughs> don't fork out what you can't afford to lose. True. Do you it's not have worth 450 it. bucks and your tickets cost 400? Probably shouldn't do that. Nah, just skip it. You can watch it on YouTube if you really want to. Dude, yeah. Just listen to the music. God. Listen I, to my podcast. I'd way stuff. rather stay inside listening to something than going out to something. I know. Depending on what it is. But yeah. Live music's cool, but yeah. Same exact thing on the computer. True. True that. Well, shit, man. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's fun. Let's do it again sometime. Okay. I <laughs> thanks buddy appreciate it